you're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. It's me, Colin, as always, joined here by DJ and uh, another change. DJ, usually we're doing this over Skype or over the internet, but we watched all the games this night together, so... Looking forward to doing this in person, so uh, we're cramped in here beside one microphone rather than being in two different rooms, so um, how's it going DJ? Yeah Colin, great night watching American football over in Letterkenny, Donegal's biggest town for any <laughs> geography fans that are listening in. Yeah I'm sure people are very excited to go on Google Maps and look up Letterkenny now and uh, see how far they are away from it, but not a lot of fun DJ watching all the games this night and... You know, it was a very interesting night for the playoff pitch. We'll be talking about that now as we go through all the games, recapping the action. As always, to start the show, DJ, lastwordonsports.com. They are partnered here with us at Overtime Ireland. As I mentioned, lastwordonsport.com. Check out their website. Check out their Twitter handle. It is at lastwordonsport. We're up on the Last Word on Sport radio network too, so do give them a bit of support as well as supporting the Overtime Ireland podcast and website and uh, of course follow us on twitter if you aren't already that's at overtime ireland if it is your first time listening to the show please do hit the subscribe button and uh, hopefully you will come back regularly so dj we've uh, got ready to talk in through all the nfl action of week 16 we're up to now isn't it dj 16 yeah week 16 <laughs> column teams wrapping up the playoff positions yeah so let's get straight into that week 16 recap right now let's recap this weekend's nfl action it's the oti weekend roundup so DJ, I'll let you pick as always, pick the order of the games we go through. What game's first up on the agenda for you today? Yeah, Colin, we'll start off with a team that didn't turn up for three quarters of the game, and that's the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts getting absolutely dismantled by the Dallas Cowboys. as a game I think both of us in our Week 16 preview thought was going to be a close game and turned out to be anything but. Even Brandon Whedon got into the game and... <laughs> You know the Cowboys are doing well when that t- happens. Yeah, but I put out a tweet, Brandon Whedon throwing touchdown passes, and I actually think it was, did I say it was a 48-yard touchdown pass or a 50-yard touchdown pass? So Brandon Whedon throwing balls like that there, you know you have a good thing going. A very, very comfortable one here for the Cowboys. There was a couple of games in these results as we go through them that really did shock me this week. This being one of them in particular, I thought the Colts would put up a good fight here, even though they did clinch the division last week. But I thought with the Eagles losing that the, the Cowboys might you know, take their foot off the gas a little. And, you know, DeMarco Murray was playing after having surgery on Monday. There was a few issues like that there for the Cowboys. But Murray played, he played well, and he's, you know, he's had a very, very good season for them. It was interesting to see that they actually played as much as he did after having that hand surgery. So we'll see how he reacts now in the coming days to that and his availability for the last game of the regular season. But a good a good game here, DJ. Tony Rome was having a very, very good season, a solid season. He had that back injury earlier in the year. He looks to be fully healthy now. And, you know, he, he passed Troy Aikman's record for yardage for the Cowboys uh, during this game. So he's had a very, very successful season. He's obviously a quarterback that takes a lot of, you know, a lot of people's opinions vary on him. But I think uh, if you look overall at what he's done this season, you have to give a lot of credit. And the Cowboys are playoff by now. And, uh, you know, they've sealed up that division. So all the Cowboys fans and, you know, the OTI team of the year was the... Dallas Cowboys because of the UK Cowboys group and I'm sure they were delighted I'm sure there was a few beverages drunk uh, on uh, on Sunday in the UK to celebrate and I'm sure they were celebrating on Saturday night too with that Eagles loss Quite a good week column for people from a betting perspective if they bet on over the points this game I think most bookmakers certainly were under the points in this with a 37-35 victory for the Miami Dolphins quite a close game column and Luckily, it could go either way for long periods of the game. 
Yeah, good one here. The safety obviously seen it at the end of the game. So, you know, it was their second walk-off safety in two seasons. It's a, it's a rare thing to win by that two-point margin thanks to the safety of the game all tied towards the end. But that block punt gave them the win. And, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater in this game looked good again. He had another nice game. I've been impressed with him in the last few weeks. But uh, Ryan Tannehill with a nice game and, you know, showing the kind of plight of the uh, Dolphins fans over the last, say, 20 years that... He's the first quarterback since Dan Marino to throw four touchdown passes in the game. So another nice game here from Tannehill, although a little bit too late in the season. Joe Philbin got good news after this game. He'll be back for the next season. So that's good, you know, a bit of continuity. There was a, bit, a lot of question marks earlier in the season. He done well to turn things around after the situation last year with uh, Richie Incognito and Jonathan Martin. So he's lived through this season. He's going to be back next season. And I suppose that there will be good news as well for Tannehill, who gets another year in the system and, you know, continue to develop, hopefully, for the Dolphins. You mentioned Joe Philbin coming back to Miami next year, and I'm sure he was delighted with that Ernie Christmas present. Ryan Tannehill was very happy that Philbin is coming back next year, and Philbin has a 23-24 and 24 record so far, and I'm sure in Week 17 he'll be hoping to make it an even win-to-loss ratio. <laughs> yeah, and uh, DJ, just there, I mentioned, you know, but too late in the season for them. The Dolphins now, obviously, are mathematically out of the playoffs with the Steelers getting a victory over the Chiefs, and that's the next game we're going to do is the Pittsburgh Steelers 20, the Kansas City Chiefs 12. Uh, I thought this year overall was a, a comprehensive win, but, you know, the scoreline, eight points in it, doesn't show, you know, I thought the, the defence of the Steelers improved in this game quite a bit. I thought Kansas City just uh, couldn't get enough points on the board, obviously, and a lot of field goals in this game, but... Overall, I thought, uh, you know, you see Le'Veon Bell, and many times, DJ, did I say how good Le'Veon Bell was during this game. He just keeps getting first downs. He's broken the record of the Pittsburgh Steelers for first downs in a season. He has over 100 now, so Jerome Bettis, the boss, he was the, the man previously holding that record. So a, a very, very good year by uh, Le'Veon Bell. I've been very, very impressed with him this season. And, you know, Antonio Brown, as well as Big Ben Roethlisberger, are having fantastic seasons. And these were the kind of the points that, I talked with Jeff Reinbold about on the preview show about this game, and you know the three of them working together have been very, very good. I thought that the Kansas City Chiefs might have a chance to attack the secondary of the Steelers, which still I don't think is all that impressive, but in this game they held up, and we know due to the situation with Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers not getting touchdowns, so another game goes by without a wide receiver getting a TD for the Kansas City Chiefs, but a win here for the Steelers, DJ, gets them into the playoffs, and now they face off next week with the Cincinnati Bengals for the division, and you know, that'll affect the seeding and so on and so forth. So, big, big one here for the Steelers, and uh, they continue to impress uh, me over the last few weeks. Yeah, come as all the podcast listeners know at this stage, I always love to throw out the odd random stat. Yeah, sure, this, so this is going to be random. Le'Veon Bell is up to 2,115 yards for the season. So, anybody that happened to bet on Le'Veon Bell's yardage for the season could be on to a winner yeah and just when DJ mentions that that isn't rushing that's rushing and receiving combined which is still absolutely hugely impressive over 2000 in any regard is amazing but uh, he doesn't join the 2000 rushing yards club but uh, he does join an, an impressive group next game up DJ and I'm sure this is one I know watching it there was many many times where you weren't all that impressed with what was going on but your beloved New York Jets, DJ, playing those terrible Patriots. How did you see this one going? Yeah, Colin, this was <laughs> one of my favourite games off the weekend. They end up a massive margin of victory here, a one-point <laughs> victory. And I think you told me a stat, Colin, of in the two games, the Patriots have won by a combined total of three points against the Jets, and that just makes it all the sweeter. Yeah, three-point margin of victory over the two games. You remember that the, the Jets missed a field goal up in Foxborough to win it, and then similar situation here where they just couldn't get over the line, but... 
I went here, DJ, and I mentioned DJ being a beloved Jets fan. He's uh, sitting here wearing a Rob Gronkowski jersey beside me, so I think that answers that scenario. But the Patriots, DJ, got the win, and I suppose that's all that matters at this stage of the season. I was surprised, though, at how much, you know, they didn't put up enough. I thought they would put up a lot more points. I thought they'd be in at least the 30 range, so I thought they would have doubled their points total. I thought the Jets took advantage at times. Uh, there was a couple of blown coverages, and particularly for the uh, Cumberland touchdown, and uh, over the whole game, I thought that the Jets put up a good fight, but Rex Ryan looks to be on his way out of the season probably this day next week when Black Monday comes around. You'll probably see that Rex Ryan has been showing the door, but I think that uh, he's done a commendable job. I know the team doesn't have a great record, but over the last two seasons, the team has never given up on him, and they keep playing right to the end of the season. I think he'll get a coordinator job somewhere uh, in the very near future, if not. And uh, there's been rumours that he might go into you know a, a pundit's role or you know a TV role, and I think that'll be very interesting to see him there too because. Uh, I'm sure he, he'd be very good at breaking down the ins and outs of the game. Maybe ESPN Colin will have Tim Tebow and Rex Ryan <laughs> as, as pundits, a real great team that they were. The Jets suffered a major blow, Colin, in this game in the first half when centre Nick Mangold was carted off the field and it really showed a major sign of respect that both teams have for the veteran when the player, both teams' players gathered around him and Wished them well as he left the field. Yeah, very, that was a blow to them. And obviously the season's coming over. Hopefully they'll be back for the start of next season. And no break was confirmed in that scan. So uh, hopefully Nick Mann goes back in the field at the, the start of next season. DJ, uh, the Patriots in this game only had 231 yards total offence. And I mentioned about the points. I was very surprised at how they struggled against the Jets team. Maybe it was just that they just need to get the win. And that was all they were looking for. But... I was thinking, you know, they were going to pick up, start dominating teams going into the playoffs. But I suppose with that bye week now guaranteed coming up as well. So we'll see how they do coming off that bye week. A team, DJ, that almost uh, gave up a, a win here. And uh, it was against a team with nothing to play for. And that was the Chicago Bears, 14. Detroit Lions, 20. This was in Chicago. And, you know, Cutler obviously on the sidelines. We had Jimmy Clausen starting a quarterback. And he looked a lot more composed in that offense, DJ, I thought, than what Jay Cutler's looked in recent weeks. He, you know, he took care of the ball, didn't turn it over and... Overall, they had uh, a decent display. It was a game that I thought, you know, especially when the Lions clinched a playoff spot the night before with the Eagles, Lions might take their foot off the gas. And I don't know if they took their foot off the gas, but at the start of this game, DJ, they weren't all that impressive. Reggie Bush having his best game in quite some time for them at a running back, and, you know, the forgotten man almost. And uh, in the end, they got the win late on, won by six points. But the Bears put up a fight, I suppose, for Mark Tressman. But, you know, the Lions now will be going into face Green Bay next week, and uh, that'll be an interesting one to watch, I'm sure, for all the Packers fans and the Lions fans out there, including myself. Yeah, Colin, it keeps that excitement alive. Some fans will be able to put their feet up next week and enjoy the last game of the season. Other fans will probably be sitting behind their couches, <laughs> looking up from time to time. Did you mention a couple of shocks this week? And, you know, I mentioned earlier that Colts game was one in particular that really shocked me with the result. The next game up is one that I was astounded by, and that was the Baltimore Ravens losing to the Houston Texans. Texans 25, Ravens 13, and uh, Joe Flacco was absolutely abysmal in this game, I may add. Put out a tweet uh, early on Monday about his stats, and he had a 0.0 passer written at halftime. So that takes quite a bit of work, DJ. And uh, at one stage, I said to you that he had almost as many interceptions as completions he had three completions at one stage for two interceptions so very very poor game for Flacco who I was praising on the previous show has been very consistent over the last five weeks so maybe Joe heard that and took it a little too easy but JJ Watt and Cole got a lot of pressure on him and uh, put the Ravens in a bad situation but you know with Case Keenum starting here it's for the Texans at quarterback were, were you surprised at the success they were able to have in this game I was certainly surprised yeah Colin they brought in a special quarterback even when Case Keenum was playing mm. they Arian Foster, Tron, could Arian Foster be the starting quarterback going into 
week 17 well I joked DJ about starting uh, JJ Watt a quarterback uh, on the preview show and you know Arian Foster got he got a, a handoff in the backfield went out to the side and threw a touchdown pass into the end zone so that was something that I'm sure that the uh, Baltimore Ravens hadn't prepared for a nice trick play there by Arian Foster and the Texans and uh, you know it's a, it's a terrible loss here for the for the Ravens who still have a chance obviously to, to win the division or to, they can't win the division but they can still make the playoffs but disappointing result for them when they had so much to play for New Orleans Saints come eliminated from the playoffs and mm. should have been eliminated a long time ago but this division just seemed to be a group of teams that didn't want to win it it really was competition for a long time and now the Atlanta Falcons have taken advantage with a third 30 to 14 win against the Saints. Yeah, this was a strange game. The Saints started this game off and uh, got a return uh, from the start of the game all the way 99 yards back and got it to the one yard line, punched in a touchdown, and uh, from that point on didn't get a touchdown to the fourth quarter. So they were very, very bleak on offense throughout the game. The Falcons, whose defense has been much maligned this season and haven't been impressive at all, really, we'll put it down as uh, that's putting it nicely. But they got a, a big performance here, and you know the Saints now automatically eliminated the Atlanta Falcons. Now will face the Carolina Panthers next week for the division and of course the playoff spot but very very bleak uh, season here for the New Orleans Saints this is uh, I think their f- was it their fifth loss in a row at home and um, overall you can't really say much more about it Drew Brees will be interesting to see what happens in the off season. you know another he, ha- he hadn't been playing terrible but you know on a team of this caliber and uh, he hasn't been impressive this season other person DJ Jimmy Graham was talking to you during the game he's kind of gone invisible for the last few weeks he was unlucky in this one I thought it should have been a touchdown the ball was ripped out uh, as he was trying to cross the goal line video evidence was uh, inconclusive so the ruling on the field stood and uh, it was a, an interception or a fumble recovery sorry for the Atlanta Falcons I thought um, he, he has to have an injury DJ over the last few weeks he just he hasn't been involved at all in a time when they really need him um, obviously it must be something off the field I think or I mean as injury wise not anything bad yeah, Carl, I don't know if Sean Payton's looking to get a present on Black Friday or whether he just didn't like my fantasy team busy. absolutely destroyed it. But yeah, there must be something more uh, serious with Jimmy Graham, a, some form of injury when he's not getting the plays that he should be. He's been man-marked by two and three different players at the one time, but still Jimmy Graham early on in the season was able to cope with that. And it's just a question of maybe his arms worse than he's led to believe yeah that shoulder injury earlier in the season so maybe more news might come out on that uh, you mentioned uh, Sean Payton DJ I think that he'll be safe for another year anyway you know he, he's well liked down there and he's done a good job outside of the bounty gate scandal and everything else that's gone on in the last few years but I think he'll definitely be back next season more surprising things have happened though I suppose and we'll, we'll see as next week goes on DJ, the Oakland Raiders uh, pulled another one out of the bag. We talked about them. This was a game, remember, we talked about that if they were heading for the 0-16 record, that this was a game they could pick up, you know, late in the season at home. The Bills, though, had something to play for in this game, and, you know, they had to win their last two to have any chance of making the playoffs, but they, they didn't win here. The Raiders won in 26-24. The, the Bills did get a late touchdown in this to make it close, and then a failed onside kick that was recovered by former Packer Charles Woodson to seal the game for the Oakland Raiders again Derek Carr looking pretty good in this one I thought the Raiders defence came to play uh, Tuck was really fired up he had a few calls that went against him early in the game and then he gave away a, a 15 yard penalty for arguing with an official as well after I think it was actually after that touchdown DJ so uh, very very uh, good performance here with the Oakland Raiders overall and real turning point in this was a key injury to Marcel Darius which after that then the, the Raiders had quite a successful time running the ball so up until that point was uh, a good defensive display by the Bills, but after that, a lot of pressure came on them after that. Yeah, and Colin, the Bills were 
haunted by a player that played for a rival team for one season and he actually got the ball in this game and that's former Patriot Kembrell Tompkins who had a number of catches in this game including a 50 yard post pattern rocket from <laughs> Derek Carr yeah well, rocket maybe been kind but uh, I have to say DJ you know Kembrell Tompkins it was amusing to me to see him getting as much of the ball as he did in this game a former Patriots player I was uh, having a bit of fun with you so he was the best receiver in the NFL and you shouldn't let him go but Nice to see him, I suppose, for you to get in a bit of playing time and played well in this one. New York Giants, DJ, talking about players playing well. We have Odell Beckham Jr. Is there anything this guy can't do? We've asked a number of shows, and I guess the answer now is no. We had a massive game here, 37 to the New York Giants, 27 to the St. Louis Rams. Anyone with Odell Beckham out there in OTI land, hands up in your fantasy team. I think you've done quite well in the playoffs, probably thanks to Odell Beckham and number of leagues I was in. Anyone that had Odell Beckham has gone on to win it, so... Um, a big game for him DJ he has over a thousand yards in his last eight games we remember that he missed the first four games of the season and in those eight games just 11 touchdowns for Odell Beckham yeah column 79 receptions 1,120 yards and 11 touchdowns so the one thing he can't do is play for a good team but that's not his fault that's the way the draft worked <laughs> but quite an impressive performance by the Giants here column it was a game I didn't think they probably would win but they did impress me and they proved me wrong in saying that both New York teams could lose this week. Mm. And DJ, since uh, I put up that Christmas decoration that I got in New York last year of the, the snowman with the New York <laughs> Giants jersey, and I think they're unbeaten, so let's uh, put it all down to that Christmas tree decoration. Eli Manning with a good game here, 25-32, 391 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So a good uh, a good kind of finish to the season here uh, going for Eli Manning. We'll see what he does next week. DJ, another team that uh, I mentioned earlier, the, the Falcons are playing the Panthers next week, another game for the division, and this one is winning in as well. So we have the Panthers who won this game 17-13 to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns, DJ, Johnny Manziel getting injured in the first half, did not return. Brian Hoyer came in to finish the game, and Hoyer uh, had a nice throw to Cameron for a, for a long touchdown, but a win here for the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton coming back into the season, or coming back into the fold after that car crash where he, he hurt and injured his back so he had a big game here rushing for over 50 yards and had a rushing touchdown as well so overall DJ um, have to say that it was a good one here for the Panthers and uh, they look good you know over the last few weeks you know they started the season very very bad but they've started to you know put up a little bit of a fight but I don't think they'll go too far in the playoffs if they if they make it in. Cam Newton was very happy to get the victory column but he was quite disappointed with the Panthers fans and described them as classless for booing and jeering Johnny Football when he went off injured and Cam Newton said he knows what it's like to have that happen and he wasn't very impressed by the Panthers fans so hopefully they'll learn their lesson from that. Yeah dude that was something we've seen too in the Eagles game against the Redskins with injuries but the Eagles were kind of trying to say that it was you know, players faking injury to slow down their fast paced offence but uh, Any time a player's injured, uh, I don't think they should be booed. And, you know, Johnny Manziel's got a lot of media time. I don't think it's right either, though, to boo any player when they get injured. So we'll see We'll see what happens with the, the quarterback situation with the Cleveland Browns for the last game of the season. Seahawks, DJ, thoroughly dominated the Arizona Cardinals. We talked before this game. I thought the Cardinals would keep this one close, and they absolutely didn't. It was not too much of a stretch up onto the fourth quarter where the Seahawks really took advantage, putting up three touchdowns and really putting this game out of sight. Have to say that the Seahawks defense in the last few weeks has been absolutely scary. I think they might be actually better than they were last season. Very, very impressive. I know they're playing against a quarterback in this game who still has yet to throw a touchdown in his NFL career, but you know it's uh, 
very disappointing result, obviously, over the last few weeks for the Cardinals, who, you know, they're in a bit of a losing streak now, and next week they're obviously going to make the playoffs, but it's out of their hands now to get the, to win the division, so it looks like the Seahawks are going to win the division. They're playing the St. Louis Rams next week. They lost to the Giants this week, but, you know, a lot of the time, DJ, with the, the Rams, they put up a big fight in the division game, so we'll see We'll see how they get on there. Maybe that's why they played so poor against the Giants. Maybe they were thinking ahead to that potential Seahawks game, and that one has major implications because if the Seahawks lose and the Cardinals were to win, that there would give the Cardinals the division, would give them, you know, a division title that they haven't had in a number of years, and then if the Packers were to beat the Lions, it would also help the Packers get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So there's a lot of a lot of scenarios could go on next week, but you know we'll, we'll talk about that in the preview podcast for for next week rather than go through it now. Have to say, DJ, um, you know what the quarterback situation. It's it's tough to see. There's word that Drew Stanton could play in Week 17, but um, at the moment, I think that's just uh, them being very you know optimistic. I think it's a situation where we'll see Ryan Lindley in again, and you know he didn't look all that impressive last night, to put it mildly. And Colin will move on to the final game of the week and the biggest shock in week 16. Really surprising result here. Nobody's seen it coming. Green Bay Packers getting a win against the almighty Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, DJ, this wasn't really a surprise. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a number of players going into reserve last week. I was very confident in getting a win. But, you know, just when the you know big scenario is on the line, you don't want to lose. And Packers won this, guaranteed themselves a playoff spot as well. So big game now, as I mentioned earlier, against the Lions coming up in week 17 DJ uh, you know this game uh, it's hard to take much away from it the Packers I think it's seven sacks in it got a lot of pressure on the quarterback but the Bucks' offensive line has been terrible and then they've been riddled by injuries as well which doesn't help really actually to Mike Evans there's not a lot going on offense for them three points in this game for them it was just one kick from Pat Murray the Packers DJ had a missed field goal in this game from Mason Crosby has been solid all season but he put a number of other ones over and then they had those two touchdowns as well so I thought overall um, the Packers just had to get the job done. Aaron Rodgers had a, a bit of a bug, maybe similar to what Peyton Manning had last week, DJ, but got the job done on the road and they're going back to Lambeau. And, you know, we're going to talk on the on the preview podcast about the, the Lions facing the, the Packers, but we've seen a sad DJ at the end of that Lions game that was at 0-32 and 32 in Wisconsin against the Packers that uh, the Lions are in the last 32 games. So that doesn't look all that good for the Lions, and I'm hoping that's something that is repeated coming up this week as well. DJ, we didn't go through... All the games, because we had two games on Saturday. And we had a, the Thursday game, obviously, was the Jags winning against the Titans, helping the Titans get a little bit closer to that number one overall seed. And, you know, we're going to talk in the preview podcast, as I mentioned on a number of times here, about it takes them a little bit closer to that number one overall seed. Another win for the Jags. Good to see Gus Bradley getting another win and that team moving, hopefully, in the right direction for the Jacksonville Jaguars. DJ, uh, the other games, there was a bit of a surprise, and that was the Redskins and RG3 got the win against the Eagles. Deshaun Jackson coming back to haunt the decision made by the Eagles to cut him at the start of the season so he he was a deep threat RG3 had a, a better game than he's had he, he wasn't now amazing he wasn't overall impressive but it was a step in the right direction I suppose we'll call it and uh, you know that there was a big one for them even though the season was null and void for them we'll call it DJ the other game then was the San Diego Chargers they got a win in Levi Stadium that stadium has not been helpful to the 49ers thus far since they moved in I thought uh, this was one that obviously meant more to the Chargers, and the Chargers got the win, although they were well behind at halftime. I think they were 21 points behind at halftime, DJ, so very, very poor first half by the Chargers, but a big second half from Philip Rivers and company, and got the job done in overtime with that field goal. So Chargers move on. Lots of happy Chargers fans on Twitter I've seen, and um, we'll see how they do going into the final week of the season, but that's all the games, DJ, well and truly wrapped up now. We've gone through them all. The game coming up, DJ, on Monday night football sees the Bengals facing the Broncos, and this is in Cincinnati. 
it's hard to see, you know, Andy Dalton's had a number of issues playing primetime games in the past. Will he have another real stinker in primetime, or will he step up to the plate in this one? Uh, I think Peyton Manning, you know, there's a lot of talk about his arm. Is it, you know, failing him and so on and so forth? Last week, obviously, we've seen that he was uh, under the weather, we'll call it. <laughs> he wasn't in the best form than he had the injury. So he's listed as questionable, but no doubt in my mind he's going to play this week. DJ, your prediction for the Monday Night Football result? Bengals, Bengals, <laughs> Bengals. DJ's picking a Bengals win, and no surprise that is he's hoping to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But the Patriots can take care of business themselves next week and get that sorted. So we'll see. I, I really can't see past a win here for the Bengals and... Uh, sorry there, uh, I'll rephrase that. A win here for the Broncos, getting my B's mixed up. I can't see past a win here for the, the Denver Broncos. I think they'll get the job done on the road. Defense has been stepping up in the last few weeks. They've been limiting teams to low t- total points. and you know I think they'll try and take away AJ Green. You'll probably see Aqib Tlaib lined up on him and we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm going here, DJ, for a win for the Denver Broncos. Probably in the margin of seven points. I don't think it'll be a blowout by any uh, estimation, but I think they'll get the job done and win on the road. Uh, DJ, we also forgot to do our OTI t-shirt competition on Sunday, so we'll have another one of them coming up. We might do two next week. We'll see We'll see how things are going. Just, uh, obviously, the, the preview podcast can be out later in the week. We are going to record it before Christmas, maybe even Christmas Day. We haven't fully confirmed that yet, but look for it to come out Thursday or Friday, and uh, after you've all your turkey at and uh, your presents open, you can have a listen to the Overtime Ireland podcast in our end-of-season, last week of the season uh, preview. So, Anyone uh, that doesn't get along to listening to that, maybe you're busy over the holidays, enjoy your Christmas period. Hopefully everyone is looking forward to it and hopefully everyone enjoys it. Uh, just hear from all of us at Overtime Ireland. I suppose DJ will say uh, Happy Christmas to all and I suppose uh, if you don't celebrate Christmas, Happy Holidays. Yeah, season greetings to all the OTI listeners and hopefully you all enjoy talking into the turkey on Thursday the 25th of December <laughs> and maybe you can listen to the podcast alongside it and... Introduce all the family to Overtime Ireland. Yeah, well, uh, you can introduce them all to Overtime Ireland, but hopefully that you have uh, more to do than just listen to us while you're eating Christmas dinner. Uh, Hopefully you'll have a a little bit of time after it, maybe in the evening. But enjoy the holidays, as we mentioned. We'll be back with that preview podcast later in the week. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening. If you enjoyed, hit that subscribe button and keep spreading the word of Overtime Ireland. So until we're back, happy Christmas to all. My name's Colin. And I'm DJ. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.